welcome back to Range Anxiety, and that's me, your host, Martin Don, and always too dirty to clean my act up, that is for sure. And that was Christine Agliera with Dirty, and yeah, what a doll, huh? Always been a big fan of Christina. Well, it's our midweek session, and today we're doing a little bit of a drive along, so uh, hopefully you don't mind some noise from the uh, Tesla tyres. Noisy little buggers they are for such a quiet car. And of course, today there is no hi babe with me because he's away actually working for once. Yeah, boy, about time, big Paulie House on. You and Oscar went and did some good old fashioned hard yakka. So, what are we talking about today? Oh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, dirty, 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 dirty. If there's one thing that anybody knows about me, it's that I hate dirty cars. Oh my goodness, it, it's almost it's almost like an unhealthy obsession. Speaking of which, we're about to drive across a little bit of gravel now, which is a bit unhealthy and a little bit loud. But yeah, I can't stand dirty cars. And of course, being winter in Australia, tis the season to be um, have dirty cars. I mean, it has rained more in this country than this country has probably ever seen before in the past. Oh, we're about to go over a bump, 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 bump. Yeah, great. JB, no, it's not your wheel bearings. Keep your Land Cruiser going on the straight and narrow. So yeah, there it is. Um, dirty cars, and it sort of shits me. Like, I'm that anal about it, right? That when it's going to be really messy and dirty and muddy, this is trucks around the area where we are, where I am most days at Powertech Tuning, when it's going to be really messy and muddy, I'll actually drive the Leaf rather than get the Telstra dirty. That's right, oh, sorry, Gareth. Sorry, Gareth, it's a Tesla. Now, am I gonna beat the traffic here? I reckon I am. Hang on, it's a bit of a four-wheel drift, track mode enabled, and wham, away we go. Yep, I beat the traffic. So yeah, I'll take the Leaf and use that as the mud bunny rather than take my Model 3 Performance. I don't know why, I mean, you know, people say, oh yeah, you won't drive your electric car when it rains because you're frightened of getting electrocuted. No, that's not it. The Leaf is electric too, albeit a little on the lower voltage side than the Tesla, but uh, if one's gonna kill you, uh, they both will. So it's not that. I just hate looking at dirty cars, right? To the point where you sort of got to divvy it up. You got good cars and you got your shit cars. And your shit cars can be stuff like, oh man, this is about idiots. Road Rooter, nearly running me off the road. In an RC Colorado of all things, what a gonad. And now he's like right up my ass. He's like right on my back bumper like some sort of dickhead. Um, that's what they do, that's that poo shovel, he might be a listener. Oh no, now we've got a commie, V6. Well, it's all happening out here today. I think what's happened is quick aside, is that as petrol started to get more and more expensive, people have just started driving harder and faster and using more fuel. Because they're so miserable about having a fuel pump stuck up their ass every few days. Now, yeah, this is just madness out here on Port Wakefield Road at the moment. I, I love it. Man, I should, if I, see, if we had the YouTube show, I could be recording this stupidity. But, uh, yeah, dirty cars, you know, I, I just can't handle it. Like, I keep my good cars, and that'd be the AMG C63, the 507 edition, or edition 507, I always get that wrong. 
and uh, the Model 3 Performance, I keep them clean, right? Like spotlessly clean. But the, um, you get other cars, like if you've got a tradie ute or something like that, or, a, um, you know, just like a, a hack car, it doesn't really matter how dirty they are, but you still don't let them get, I mean, they can be unwashed for a couple of weeks, but you don't let them get filthy to the point when you t where you turn them into a, hang on, it's autopilot time, where you turn them into a trash depot on the inside. Like people do that. We'll, we'll get on to that a little bit later. I've actually got some pet hates and some really good stories as to why they're my pet hates. Yep, more speedsters. This is unreal, eh? Absolutely unreal. Um, yeah, so, you know, your dailies, you can let stuff up, but your, your good cars, you keep spotless, you keep clean. If they've got a dent in them, that's another one of the things. Even if it's a parking ding, a little one, your eyes always fall on it, you know? No matter what angle you look at the car, your eyes are always just searching out that dent, so you feel that pain, you know, that the car's not perfect, and yeah, that just shits me. So if I've ever got a dent, I always have it fixed pretty much straight away um, for that for that reason. I just sort of can't handle it. But yeah, so I'm a real, I don't know what to say, I'm really fussy, OCD, over the top about keeping my cars clean and keeping them nice. But not everyone is that way. You know, I will vacuum the mats when I've got the dust buster out every couple of days. If I see something on the mats, I'll either take them out and shake them, or look out, we got the drag lane. Or I'll dust bust them, or I'll do whatever. If I see, you know, the moment, so I've had bad experiences with it over the years, right? The moment there is like one micron of bird shit on the car. Oh my God, get it off quick smart. I've had, I've had paint jobs literally eaten alive <laughs> by bird shit. I mean, I had of all things, my R30, my last R35 JDR, which was actually, I suppose, my wife's car, is red. We all know red's not a proper colour, right? Red's like a, a base or whatever they call it. And it marks really easily. And this is this is no word of a lie. A pelican had a shit on it. Now, for those of you that are listening from overseas, a pelican is a really, really big bird. Like, huge. Have you seen Storm Boy? You know, Mr. Percival. So Mr. Percival took a dump on my GDR and he did it. I heard a thud as I was driving. That's how big these things shit, right? I heard a bit of a light thud. I thought, oh, it must be something up under the wheel arch. And I sort of looked out my mirrors and looked around. There's nothing on the bonnet, nothing down the sides. Hang on, now I've got a high ace trying to drag me. What is wrong with these people? Um, I couldn't see any shit on the car. And by the time I got home, beside the stereo up and what have you, and I was listening to the... The GR6 tear itself apart, you know, as they do as you're driving along. Bit more autopilot here. Bing bong, bong bing, Lisa D. Enjoy that. Um, by the time I got home, I'd forgotten. I come out the next day and there's this like, it looked like a, 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 a fish pizza of bird shit on the side of the car. Uh, you know, because that's, I imagine that's what those stupid things eat, is fish and garbage. And, um, I went to wash it off and I washed it off, but it had actually eaten the paint to the point where I had to get the car paint corrected. It was absolutely diabolical the way this thing had shit on the car. Unbelievable, no, this is only a 70 zone. No, Telstra got it right, I didn't. Um, oh, we got another red light. More drags. Oh, you beauty. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I had to get a professional to polish the shit marks out because I'd left it on there for more than, you know, 
a few hours till it dried. It was an absolute nightmare. So yeah, I hate bird shit. So anytime I see bird shit on my cars now, I get it wet straight away and let it soak. And you don't rub it, you don't scratch a paint, you, you soak it off kind of thing or spray it off and away you go. In fact, even though they probably have, you know, have got a reputation of having the worst paint jobs in the bloody world, the Telstra's metallic silver gray uh, seems to be tougher than the Nissan GDR Red was. We said that their Super Silver seems to be very, very tough in the Nissans. So don't just take that as an observation rather than any criticism. So yeah, bird shit terrible. Um, run. And of course, dog shit. We'll get onto that in a minute too. So I've had some really nasty incidences of dirty cars. Now, one of them, those of you that have known me for a long time would remember back when I thought I was a bit of a boy racer and you know was still super duper keen on all of this stuff I bought a 86 but now brand new I bought a Toyota 86 a GT I think it was not a GDS so it was the quickest one I could get at the time in terms of like there was no um, GDS's available and you took whatever you could get so I had a black 86 GT and I did some pretty cool stuff to it you know put a Kaz LSD in it OS Geek and Clutch, tuned it on the 85, put some headers on it, exhaust on it, some super cool Japanese cold air inlet that used a standard air box. It was all a pretty neat thing, and I used to hill climb it, albeit a little slowly. Still beat the odd Rex and Evo here and there. In fact, I know a guy that still owes me a, a Ville Parmesan a lunch for me beating his Evo 8 at a hill climb once in the wet too. Um, and I was quite proud of this thing, and of course I kept it spotless. And uh, uh, one day, um, I was talking to Lisa Dean, she, she used to come out with me and, and used to cruise it around a bit, you know, for a bit of a laugh, make a car sick in the hills, all that sort of thing. She said to me, um, you know, I wouldn't mind to drive it. So she drove it, and you know, she, she good good with the manual. Great with the stick shift, knows exactly, she can drive that Jeep, she can bloody drive anything with a manual stick. Really well, she drove it really, 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 really good. However, not far up the road from me when I was living in the foothills at the time, occasionally they, in winter, they have drainage problems. And we were coming down this steep, windy piece of road and there was no way to avoid it. And she drove through this like water that was coming across the road. It turns out it wasn't water. It was someone's burst septic tank and uh, Lisa D drove through about 600 litres of human excrement which sprayed up all under the wheel arches of the car it was absolutely diabolical and like the moment she hit the shit you could smell the shit and shit Robbie Heron that one was just for you my god it was horrific I had to get the car up on stands this is no shit I had to get the car up on stands I lay under it with a pressure cleaner. I tried everything. I tried sort of doing it from the side, but it had got up around sort of like the bell housing area and the gearbox. And my precious little car was um, smothered in human waste. It wasn't very pleasant. No. So, you know, that was, that was enough to put me into like a, some sort of OC. Oh, look out. See, there's some idiot driving stupid in front of me again. The Tesla warns me. That would have uh, ruined my safety score for full self-driving now, wouldn't it? 
but yeah, so with my OCD, that, you know, I had like a conniption. There was, I, you could, I, I was inconsolable basically for two days or at least till the smell went away. So yeah, that, that was a, a pretty nasty experience. But, you know, having said that, I wash my cars myself. I don't pay people to wash them. And the worst part, any of you other OCD freaks like me, the worst part about washing your own car is every time you walk around it and wash it, you see something else wrong with it. Yeah, you sure do, eh? It is bloody horrible, isn't it? You find another mark or another scratch or another, you know, little ding or whatever, and it just, you know, just about makes you want to cry, particularly if you're weak of mind like I am. So, yeah, I wash my cars myself, and I get a surprise every time I do it. Even if I'm not driving them, I still get a surprise. And look at this. My favourite thing is happening right now. It's just starting to rain. You bloody beauty. So my car, which is now spotless, by the time I get home, I can't even see four, five hundred metres up the road. By the time I get home, is going to be covered in mud and shit and be ready for a wash. Oh, well. That's what you get on the big jobs. Yeah, that's actually raining heavy up there. Damn it! I was hoping for a dry run. Adelaide's such a wet, sleety shithole at this time of year. It really, really is. I mean, it's a shithole every time of year, but a wet, sleety one about now. I'm going to change lanes. This is all too hard for me. So, let's have a talk about some of my experience. That was the shit experience, and that was... That stuck with me for a long time. But I expect the same level of uh, diligence when it comes to clean cars from my customers. And albeit a lot of them do try. A lot of them try and keep their cars clean. A lot of them don't. But I remember having to strap a car and people say, Donna, you don't strap cars on dinos. But there was once upon a time where I used to and I would actually enjoy it. But there was one guy, this guy, uh, day this guy came in and he, he was a Commodore. It was a brand new, brand new, right? This is how long ago it was. VS Commodore, V8, five liter. You beauty. Exhaust on it and he'd driven it around from the country. Now, when he got to see me, it was only a fairly new car. When he got to see me, when he got up, front bar was half hanging off it. And it was all covered in mud and shit because, you know, it was wet weather and he'd come from the country. And I said, geez, mate, what happened here? Oh, I hit a roof on the way over. Oh, shit, that's no good, mate. Geez, you know, hope it doesn't do any damage. He goes, no, I don't, you know, he's still from the country. Yeah, it's ripped front bar. I don't think it's caused too much damage. I'm like, oh, great, you know, thank God for goodness for that. Anyway, no sooner do I strap it on the door and it stinks. And as I've run it up with a fresh exhaust that he hasn't really got that hot, stationary, I'm running it at full power and the most fearful, fearful smell came out of this bloody thing because the kangaroo, he didn't bounce it off the front as much as he did run over most of it and smeared kangaroo meat, blood, guts, entrails and fur, no doubt, all over the exhaust system, which I then proceeded uh, to bake clean onto it. What an absolute disgusting disaster that was. And oh, we've got an accident. You beauty. Idiots, slow the fuck down. You can't drive. You're driving road routers. Just stop. There you go. 
I'm doing the right thing by everyone. So that was the kangaroo one. Another one was uh, part of a tuner's job, if you're a tuner, is sometimes laying in the footwell of a customer's car and looking up under the dash to plug in you know, various communication devices and, and programming bits and bobs. Now, in most of the cars I work on, that is not such an issue. They're quite, you know, most of them are fairly nice-ish kind of cars, fairly newish, I suppose, but not all of them. And I had one guy who had let his dogs live in his car. He's from the bush. Again, it was a Commodore. Do you see a trend here, people? And uh, he had let them out and he had proceeded to step in their shit and uh, stepped it back in to the driver's side footwell, which is precisely, and there go the wipers, which is precisely where I had to put my head and lean my shoulders and put my elbows. It was bloody disgusting. And I ended up with a hoodie. Thank God it was only dog shit, but covered in it. And I said to him, I said, mate, I should charge you more. Your car is full of dog shit. You are disgusting. And you know what he did? He laughed. <laughs> oh, good on him, I suppose. Nothing like it. But you know, you find various things when you're down there from cigarette butts to crack pipes to whatever, depending on uh, the car and the owner. There was one that I may have mentioned in another podcast that I never actually saw, but it was a guy that had bought a Mini brand new in the 1960s and owned it to the 1980s. And in that time had proceeded to go bald in the car while smoking a packet of cigarettes a day in the car so uh, the, and he was quite tall so the vinyl head trim became a flypaper covered in cigarette tar and while his hair proceeded to drop out it sort of looked like austin powers chest the head trim of this mini and it just should have been white perforated vinyl so that was mr wapper thank you mr wapper don't smoke and drive yeah that was quite horrible as well i didn't get to see it but it, it's a story that lives on in legend uh, in my neck of the woods so yeah that's just another horrible thing um but you can always tell how reasonable a customer is going to be to deal with or a person is going to be to deal with whether it's a customer or whatever um by the state of their car if it's full of shit their clothes food wrappers cigarette butts and has no care taken on the interior you can bet that it's had no uh, care taken under the bonnet as well. I mean, that just goes without saying, really, doesn't it? If people can't look after their car inside, they're not going to look after it under the bonnet. And you know that they're going to be the ones that come back to you and say, in a year's time, or no, nine years' time, you tuned my car a year ago, nine years later, and it doesn't run right, what are you going to do about it? And you remember them, you make a little mental file in your head. You say, yeah, but have you washed yourself, it or vacuumed it yet? And they go quiet. Because to me, to get any sort of warranty, you've got to learn how to use a bar of soap, a chamois and a vacuum cleaner. So yeah, I make Gareth do all of that stuff now if I can, but you know, we, we kind of don't 
don't see that much of that thing anymore. I just see people not taking as much care of Commodores as they should. I mean, VEs, VFs are bloody good cars. Stop treating them like rubbish bins and then wondering why they're, you know, why they fuck up. Here comes another one cutting in front of me. Unbelievable. Absolute cockroaches today on the roads here in Adelaide. Got that off your chest, have you, Marty? Yeah. So, what do I like about uh, the cleanliness of new generation cars? Well, people, because they're holding on to cars longer now because of COVID, generally tend to take just that little bit more care of them. Back onto autopilot stuff, it, it can drive. I'm sick of it. Um, and you won't find, unless they're full ferals that own the cars, and, you know, they're around, you generally won't find as many filthy, dirty, disgusting cars locking up for a tune because they're spending all their money that they would spend on tuning the car on A, paying for the well overpriced bloody fuel and B, saving up for another pack of Winnie Blues, which are about the same price per cigarette here as a litre of fuel. So if you've got any filthy habits, right, it's expensive to, uh, expensive to maintain them now. So what do we look forward to in, um, oh yeah, one more thing, the filthy cars, a lot of them are road routers, and you know, because they drive on mud every day, even if it's not muddy, they find mud, they like to drop off a car to be dynoed, absolutely covered in brick-sized hard clumps of mud under it, uh, which then proceed to shake the shit out of themselves all over your dyno, so you give them a a free vibratory underbody clean. I mean, you hope they just haven't run over what they've been trying to bury with their bloody shovel, but they get a free uh, vibratory clean uh, on your equipment, which then takes you another hour to clean up. So whenever I get a truly disgusting road rotor in, I mean, a really disgusting one, not like one that's been through a few puddles, uh, I either take them away and make them, uh, take, make them take it away and make them clean it, or uh, I charge them a cleaning fee and we get onto it and clean it for them because they're obviously not gonna bloody do it themselves. And I mean, you know, uh, putting your muddy piece of shit and thinking it's funny on top of someone's $120,000 piece of, you know, a surgical grade equipment. Yeah, sure you can do it. I mean, if you uh, take a shit in a cab or bath in one, they charge you to clean it. Your road router or whatever baths on my dyno, I charge you to clean it and that my friend is that um it'll be very nice uh when there's plenty of cyber trucks on the road because we'll just be able to i'm, I'm sure people will road route them people will not going to be able, you know they're going to be able to help putting a shovel on it hopefully the range is very low so that you know they won't go any, anywhere where there's no toilets maybe maybe not but you know, we'll just be able to spray those things off because they're stainless steel and they won't be able to shit up uh, the entire uh, dyno area so that's it for today i hope you found that funny particularly um lisa d running through hundreds of liters of human waste and essentially writing off my uh, pride and joy at the time <laughs> i fixed it but by god only just and remember we got some really good stuff coming up over the next few epicasts you've got to send me some feedback so we know what it is you want. But next time, 
I'm going to give you a treat. We're going to have Hobibe and Oscar. They're going to be back in the saddle. So until then, stay tuned. And thank you once more for listening to Arrange Anxiety.